Welcome to the PTA Elevation Podcast, where we help physical therapist assistant students pass the NPTE on the first try without wasting time or money. To learn more about the services we offer, find us on Facebook by searching PTA Board Study Group or fill out the form linked in the description. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. All right, guys. So in today's video, we're going to talk about pulmonary edema. So this is different than pneumonia. I'm going to talk about that in another video. Um, if you're in the Facebook page for the PTA Elevation Board Prep Program, check out an article that I just posted in there. I, and by just, depending on when you're watching this, it was June 19th, 2022. So there's a good article in there about um, the difference between pulmonary edema and pneumonia, but let's get into pulmonary edema. So the big thing to understand when it comes to pulmonary edema in relation to the anatomy is that it's affecting the lungs, specifically the alveoli in the lungs, the pulmonary capillaries, the pulmonary veins, all because this is coming from left-sided heart failure. So if we're looking at our little picture down here um, and make sure to check this out in video form, there is uh, the left ventricle, the left side of the heart is having failure, Blood, blood's going to back up into the left atrium. And from there, it's going to back up to wherever the blood had just come from beforehand, and that will be into the lungs. So if you're confused on how I got to that conclusion, definitely watch the video on congestive heart failure. That one goes into like extreme depth of what's going on. But essentially what's happening is when we have congestive heart failure of one side of the, of the heart, blood will back up to wherever it had just come from. On the left side, it had just come from the lungs. So left, lungs, right, rest of the body. That's how I remember it. So uh, all this fluid is backing up into the lungs. So there's a buildup of fluid within the air sacs themselves. So up here, we have a picture of what the alveoli would look like. We can see at the bottom picture here, it's where we would have pulmonary edema. So fluid is building up in the lungs, making it very difficult for gas exchange to happen at the alveoli capillary level. And then we'll see a normal uh, alveoli don't have any uh, water in them. So essentially what's happening is that we're having pulmonary hypertension, which is where we have, um, it's a type of congestive heart failure, essentially, that it's causing an increase in fluid inside of the lungs. So that's kind of what's going on when it comes to the anatomy. Um, etiology of this, as I kind of said before, it's going to be a fluid buildup inside the lungs and fluid inside of the alveoli. And so we're going to see this primarily associated with left-sided congestive heart failure. That's why I have this bolded here, because that is pretty much the main cause that would cause this in the form of chronic pulmonary edema. Now, acute pulmonary edema can happen because of a pulmonary embolism, a respiratory distress syndrome, any sort of smoke inhalation, viral infections, increase in high elevation or adverse drug reactions. Those would all be symptoms of acute uh, pulmonary edema, and then chronic pulmonary edema, I think congestive heart failure. Chronic congestive heart failure, that's kind of how I remember it when it comes to um, what's going on with the pulmonary edema. So I have this picture here, and we can just see how I can show that it's like backing up into the lungs. So when we have left-sided heart failure, again, blood's going to be in the left ventricle, getting backed up into left atrium, getting backed up into the pulmonary veins, and eventually backed up all the way into the lungs. So that's why we're seeing this kind of happen on the left side because blood had just come from the lungs. Again, I'm going to repeat that like 50 million times because if you get that through your head and you understand that, you can answer a lot of questions on the NPTE. So left side of heart failure, lungs are filled with fluid. That's the easiest way to remember it. 
So what does it look like? So I have a nice picture here of a chest x-ray because that is going to be how this uh, pathology will be confirmed. You can see there's just a ton of fluid buildup in here. And I'm saying like, oh, look, you can clearly see it. I mean, x-rays, we're not supposed to really know too much about how to read x-rays just if something looks wrong. But in a normal one, most of this area here would be clear, like just like black kind of thing. And you can see all these like white specks and stuff like that. And just like tons of white, the more white there is, the more fluid. So that's what we're seeing when it comes to a chest x-ray. So again, what's going on with how this presents? If it's going to be because of congestive heart failure, remember that's our chronic and it's going to develop slowly. So we would look down at the second section down here. If it's acute pulmonary edema, they're going to present with orthopnea. Remember that is difficulty breathing while in supine. You're going to see um, the patient's going to be wheezing and gasping for air, and they're going to be coughing a lot. As they cough, they're going to have this frothy sputum kind of coming out. And so that's kind of how you tell, oh, yep, this is a uh, fluid in the lungs. And they're going to have chest pain with heart palpitations. And the lungs, when you oscillate them, will present with crackles. So that's like the popping kind of sound in there. And that is an indication that there is fluid in the lungs. If you're confused on breath sounds, definitely check out the video in the resource library if you're part of the program on um, uh, breath sounds. So we have tons of stuff going on with the lungs, not good at all. And we can see that with chronic pulmonary edema, on the other hand, they're still going to have that shortness of breath and wheezing, especially dyspnea upon exertion and fatigue at rest because they've been struggling with this for so long. Again, they're going to have orthopnea, difficulty breathing in supine. For most of these, like getting in a supine positioning is just going to exacerbate symptoms, so they don't like that at all. So don't do that. And then we're going to see that the patient's going to have some weight gain with the uh, chronic kind of uh, presentation of pulmonary edema because of that congestive heart failure. Remember that that would be fluid retention. And so you're going to see swelling in, well, inside of the lungs with the fluid buildup into the lungs. And then eventually remember how I said with the congestive heart failure video, once you get one side congestive heart failure, you're on the way to having the other side have congestive heart failure as well. So if we look at the lungs, blood keeps, I mean, blood and fluid keeps backing up. They go into the pulmonary arteries, then into the right ventricle right atria, mena cava, and then back into the body. So if you have failure on one side of the heart, it'll eventually come all the way back around through the other side. So that's why we would also present with this weight gain and lower extremity swelling. This is into the severe, super chronic phases of um, pulmonary edema can present with a swelling into the periphery of the body if it kind of fails the whole heart around. So that's what's going on with pulmonary edema. How are we treating it? Watch the congestive heart failure video for treatments. That is pretty much all we need to know when it comes to treating uh, pulmonary edema. If it's an acute pulmonary edema episode, we're sending them to the ER for a chest x-ray to figure out what the heck's going on. And then they will do their ER thing accordingly. Um, when it's in the acute stages, that's a medical emergency. We're sending them to the hospital. That's pretty much what we need to know. Any of these symptoms like quick shortness, cough, coughing with a frothy spasm, chest pain, palpitations, I sort of gasping, wheezing, all of that stuff. It's bad. Send them to the ER. Generally, if our patients are having chest pain and can't breathe and stuff like that, we're sending them to the ER anyways. Um, when it's in the chronic stages and it's more controlled and predictable, we're working on basically energy conservation techniques following the protocol for treating congestive heart failure. So this person's going to be on fluid restrictions. We're working on cardiovascular endurance and lifestyle modifications and increasing their activity levels to prevent this from getting worse. So 
when we're treating this patient though, um, just be careful of positioning that would make them not feel too good, like the laying down supine. And then also before we treat this patient, we're gonna make sure that we're um, using a pulse ox and taking vitals prior to activity to make sure that they're not experiencing an episode of hypertension or that they're not desatting as we're trying to work with them because this is gonna affect, because there's all that fluid there, it's going to affect the rate of oxygen you know, transfer and a gas exchange at the alveolar level um, because of the pain, uh, not the pain, because of the buildup of fluid. So keywords associated with pulmonary edema, we're gonna see left-sided heart failure, definitely no left-side lungs, that's what's going on. Fluid is in the lungs, if we're seeing fluid in the lungs, generally we're talking about pulmonary edema. Um, pulmonary hypertension, again, that is where there is a buildup of fluid into the pulmonary, um, uh, well, it's in the pulmonary veins and it can be in the pulmonary arteries as well, but we're seeing that there's an excess amount of blood fluids just hanging out in those um, blood vessels, which is going to eventually leak out into the lungs itself, causing pulmonary edema or thopnea. So any difficulty breathing in supine, the crackles, rails, popping kind of sound that we're going to be um, hearing in the lungs, the boys is going to use like crackles kind of thing, the popping sound. Again, that's all indicative of fluid. And then dyspnea upon exertion and shortness of breath in general this is all leaning towards um, pulmonary edema. So we have our sample question here. A physical therapist assistant is treating a patient in an inpatient physical therapy rehabilitation center diagnosed with chronic pulmonary edema. Which of the following exercises would most likely cause an exacerbation of symptoms for this patient? One, recumbent bike for five minutes at a Borg rate of perceived exertion of six out of 20. Two, supine bent knee fallouts. Three, seated long arc quads, or four, diaphragmatic breathing. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that. All right, guys, the answer is supine bent knee fallouts. Remember this patient experiences a lot of orthopnea regardless if they're in the chronic or acute stages of pulmonary edema. So any sort of supine exercises are definitely going to exacerbate their symptoms, but let me just make sure we go through the other questions and I can tell you why that these would be okay. Recombinant bike for five minutes at a Borg rate of perceived exertion of six out of 20. If we look at our Borg rate of perceived exertion scale, this is so slow that it's like they're barely even moving. A Borg rate of perceived exertion at six out of 20 is like if your heart rate was just chilling at like 60, 70 beats per minute. It's basically resting heart rate. We're barely moving. Like this is so slow that I don't even think that we could have a Borg perceived rate of exertion of this slow. Like this is so slow. So this would not cause any exacerbation of symptoms. I made it so low that I like the lowest I could without it being like you're just sitting there. Um, because it's not going to be that exacerbating of your symptoms. Uh, supine bent knee fallouts, again, supine, they don't like supine, they're gonna start getting uh, shortness of breath and stuff. This is gonna really exacerbate their symptoms. We don't want this at all. Seated long arc quads, this is not gonna cause any problems for this patient in this positioning or this exercise. Diaphragmatic breathing is definitely going to, uh, like, honestly, if we put this person in supine and they were freaking out, we wanna do diaphragmatic breathing. Like that's probably the most appropriate uh, exercise for a patient with pulmonary edema to work on breathing. Um, 
But again, this, the position that was gonna exacerbate these symptoms the most would be our supine bent knee fallout. So let me know if you have any question guys and I will see you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.